This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good evening and welcome to Phantoms and Monsters Personal Reports, where I narrate and discuss some of the cryptid and unexplained sightings and encounters submitted to Phantoms and Monsters and the Phantoms and Monsters 14 research team. So thanks for joining me. Now, this channel is made possible by you clicking on the subscribe and like buttons and by you sharing our programming. Super chat and super thanks donations are appreciated. Uh, you can click the dollar icon located uh, below the chat box, and the Buy Me Coffee link is also there as well, so thanks for your consideration. I want to welcome all new members to the channel, as well as first-timers in the chat, and I see we got a few new ones tonight. If you're listening to me for the first time, please like, subscribe to the channel, set your notification bell icon, so you receive word when new presentation is live or being posted to the channel. Now, if you're in the chat, and have a question, uh, please use all caps. And I'll try to get to each and every one after the presentation. I'll let you know when I'm on the last account so you can start posting your questions. So tonight, we're talking about shapeshifters. Popular shapeshifting creatures in folklore and legend are werewolves and vampires, as well as gods, goddesses, and what people call demons. Lycanthropy is uh, classified as a mental disorder in which the victim believes that they are a wolf or some other non-human animal. There are also metamorphs in which the living being changes into a known or cryptid entity. An example of this phenomena is when a uh, Navajo native practitioner transforms into a magical being or skinwalker with evil intentions using witchcraft. 
Now, while popular idea of a shapeshifter is of a human being who turns into something else, there are numerous stories about animals that can transform themselves as well. The following accounts include a mix of supernatural shapeshifters, though some of these examples are not well known. So relax, listen to the reports, and make your assessment as to the nature of these transformed entities. And if you have questions, again, feel free to post them in the live chat, and I will do my best to answer them. So on the first account, a witness claims to encounter a shape-shifting fade-like being in Midtown, Kansas City, Missouri. Strange experience occurred in the early morning of March 2019 at a local 7-Eleven store. Now, the witness states, my fiance and I were both in our car headed to 7-Eleven to get the usual prerequisites that the morning requires, caffeine, donuts, etc. We pulled into the parking lot and parked in front of the store. We were about to get out when we look at our, the car next to us. The driver's normal enough, your average looking 20-something Caucasian female, but sitting next to her was something quite odd. It was a male, Caucasian, glasses that looked for the most part like everyone else, except for one major difference. He had short goat-like horns coming out of his head. And he got this on the face. Like a baby goat, maybe, just nubs, but still obviously a horn-like protrusions. We quickly turned our heads to verify with each other if we saw the same thing. Now, a moment later, instead of a horn man sitting there, I see a large collie dog. The woman driving, mind you, seems oblivious to all of this and is doing her makeup in the visor mirror. Now, baffled, we simply pulled back out, went home, and took the day off of work. We spent the day napping and in between naps tried to figure out what we had seen. Either way, it was nuts in the middle of Kansas City, busy parking lot, and we see this very odd thing that everyone around us is obviously unable to pick up on. I don't know if it was a shapeshifter or an entity living in her dog. My lady and I were able to see it, or if it was an all-out fae-like modern pan-type using glamour to hide its true nature, it was at the 7-Eleven at Gillum Road near Gates Barbecue. The human horned being was wearing sun eyeglasses, brown hair, and gray little horns. He looked to be in the early or mid-20s. He was just sitting there looking ahead, watching people go by. The dog was black with a German Shepherd collie-like marking around its eyes. It was wearing a bandana and was also staring straight ahead. So this next account, in December 1986, I was serving in a battalion of the Italian Army in Bolzano. As I usually did in my off-duty time, I was strolling through the city, which, is, which at that moment was beautiful to visit and see. It was nighttime and Christmas time, and the buildings were festooned and decorated. The city itself was full of life and many people around for shopping on any given moment. I had the impression you feel when someone is staring at you. I turned my eyes and looked, and in that moment, my blood turned to ice. This thing from a, only about a meter or so away was watching me. 
I could hear it breathing. Its eyes, which were cold and blue, were burning inside me as if it was browsing through my soul. It lasted maybe a second more, likely even less than a blink of an eye, and it turned into a rather attractive 40-something-year-old woman wearing a fur coat. The scariest thing was she was smiling at me with the ice-cold blue eyes. I got away as fast as possible and didn't turn back. This was the scariest thing that ever happened to me. The eyes of that thing were the same color blue as the eyes of the woman, very light blue. The place was full of people, yet no one showed any signs that they noticed anything but me. I never mentioned this incident to anyone for years, just buried. The first person I disgusted with was my fiance. This is not a joke. I don't do any drugs. When I turned around, the beast was sitting on a park bench. Now, I'm 6'3", and this thing looked bigger than me, but the woman appeared to be normal height, five foot something. She had shoulder length, dark uh, blonde hair, and uh, the same color as the beast. Now, I'm no wimp. I can tell you that much, but I almost cracked myself. I could see the muscles of this creature underneath the blonde hair. It was slowly gathering itself up beneath itself like it was preparing to jump down my throat. Solid muscles, veins, tendons, I could see it all. I knew whether it was I knew whether it was real or not. I'm not I'm still too scared to think about it after all these years. And the scariest part was the woman wanted me to get closer. Now, as I said, I buried this memory for years, surfaced with my fiance who also had some weird paranormal experiences, asked me if I could, could believe that she sees these such things, same such things. I thought it was a demon, not hunting for flesh, but rather for souls, if that word makes sense to you. I'm not religious, but I know that thing was evil. I felt that much the beast was the scariest thing I'd ever saw, but the woman was somewhat scarier with her bedroom eyes, that come-hither smile, like a scene straight out of the Twilight Zone or something. And what creeped me out the most was that she evidently was showing herself only to me on the busy downtown street and no one else. Thanks for letting get me get that my chest. Um, I've been, it's been bothering me for 40 years. I hope it helps someone. Now, this next account, a group of friends are driving to a rural area where they plan to go ghost hunting. On the way, they encounter a deer with a human man's head. Was it a centaur or a shapeshifter? The witness states, I'll preface this by saying I'm a skeptic. As much as I'd like supernatural things to exist, I find it hard to believe. I'm sure there's a log logical explanation for what I encountered, but that doesn't stop it from being the weirdest thing I've ever experienced. This was early uh, 2006. I was a college student at VCU, and my friends, my friend was visiting from out of town. We decided we'd go ghost hunting because why not? Those type of shows were popular at the time, and we were bored. <laughs> I had gone a few months earlier with a group of friends to a place called Preacher's Rest in rural Tappahannock, Virginia. It turned out to be an old house in the woods. Or supposedly a church burned with people inside. 
remembering this, I suggested it to my friend who agreed we should check it out. And we picked up a friend and her boyfriend, and the four of us set out for Tappahannock, about an hour's drive away from Richmond. We ended up just driving around the empty wooded roads once we got there. Now, I hadn't been driving the first time we went, and I, I couldn't remember exactly how to get there other than the general store and a weird statue of Elvis out front. Uh, my friend was in the passenger seat, and the couple was in the back. Now, we reached a road that was a straightaway for about a quarter mile, dipping in the center before climbing back up. As we descended towards the dip, I saw a deer on the opposite side of the road. I slowed down since I've always been nervous about hitting a deer. The animal had its head bent near the ground, but right away I knew something was wrong. The legs were misshapen, knobby, and twisted. I remember thinking maybe it was diseased or deformed as we approached it. Now, right when we were going to pass, the deer looked up, and both my friend and I screamed. The deer had a man's face. We were going slow enough that I was able to take it in every detail. The deer's neck became human skin, and the thing's eyes were wide in surprise, as if we weren't supposed to be there. I turned to my friend and shouted, did you see that? Yeah, it has a dude's face. The couple in the back had been bickering, so they didn't see anything, and we tried to explain what we had seen. But I'm not sure they really understood how weird it was. Now, we ended up hitting a dead end after a bit, so we had to turn around, meaning we had to go back to the road where we saw the deer man. Now, this time, we were all on full alert as we approached the dip in the road. Right where we had saw the deer man, now on the passenger side, an adorable basset hound puppy was approaching the road from the trees. The couple wanted us to stop for the cute puppy, but there was no way I was going to slow down. I remember thinking, that's a trap. I know there's a lot that could explain the deer disease, weird lighting, etc., but why was that puppy in the exact spot as the deer man? I can't help creating a story in my mind about what would have happened if we had stopped. Probably nothing, but it, I wasn't going to find out. Now, the, um, this next account was sent to me by an associate who was once a MUFON field investigator. They had been part of investigation, but no conclusion was ever reported. I made contact the experience at some point, um, very bizarre encounter, and I never did contact the experiencer, um, stated I was up on the roof of a hotel watching the 2015 eclipse of the moon with a few other people from a conference I was attending in Irvine, California. Now, around 10.30 p.m., I decided to go to my hotel room and pack so that I could catch my flight in the morning. My roommate was already in the room and was watching TV. She had already packed her things. There was a strange bottle by my bed, which had green liquid inside and a label which said BioCleaner on it. I commented to my roommate how odd it was for that bottle to be there and that the hotel staff would use BioCleaner to clean a hotel room. 
I then moved the bottle from beside my bed to behind the TV because I did not want to sleep next to it. So we talked for approximately an hour and as I packed my things and got ready for bed. Then we both tried to sleep. About 30 minutes later, my roommate asked if I was still awake. I said, yes, I couldn't sleep. And she said that she felt the same way. She got up, got dressed, and went downstairs to see who else was still awake. Now, after she left the room, I heard her loudly talking in the hallway with two male voices. Then I heard some Asian voices as well. I felt very afraid after hearing the escalated voices in the hallway and curled up in a ball in my bed and began to cry silently. Now, as I was crying, I heard the hotel room door begin to open. I lay in bed and prayed for my roommate to come back quickly. I felt like I could not move. I wanted to look at the door to see who was coming in the room, but I could not. I may have blacked out for a minute or two from fear I was feeling. When I opened my eyes, I saw three men in the room with me. Two were tall, one was shorter. One taller man was at the foot of the bed holding my legs. One man was holding my arm down and the one man was holding my head. At first I thought that they were going to try to rape me. I was very afraid and kept struggling to get free from them and asked them why they were doing this to me. As I looked at their faces, they changed into people I had encountered at the conference. I began to question if these people were hurting me for some reason. Then the faces changed again back to the original ones I had seen. The three men kept talking to me and telling me various things such as this is for your own good, we're not hurting you, these people are, these people are hurting you, we need to know if there's anything left. You need to stop talking to people or bad things will happen to you. Then the man who was holding my arm pulled out a needle and tried to stick it in my arm kept fighting him. The man who was holding my head kept trying to put a little white pill into my mouth and make me swallow it. I kept spitting the white pill out and turned my head away from him to see what the man holding my arm was down was doing. I'm not sure what the man was, was holding my legs was doing to me. In one point, the man holding my head pushed the little white pill into my back of my mouth and put some water in my mouth and then tilted my head back and forced me to swallow. At the same time, the man holding my arm gave me an injection, and then I suddenly felt very calm and sleepy. <clears throat> the man by my head gently tilted my head toward me and to told me that he would make sure that I was okay and would not swallow my tongue that it was best for me to sleep through the rest of this and not remember what was happening to me. So I must have fallen asleep at some point. I could, after a while, feel my body being washed down. It felt as though I was being systematically washed for a reason. I was being moved in different positions and washed down with something, and then my skin dried off. Then I must, must have fallen asleep again because the next thing I remember is the hotel room door opening and my roommate coming back into the room. 
I was still too afraid to move or talk to her, but felt relieved that she was now in the room. She got back into bed and went to sleep. She kept waking up and asked me if, it, if I was okay because I kept sitting up in bed trying to stretch my legs and my body. I, I told her that I was hurt badly and felt like something bad had happened to me. She commented that you can feel like that after they visit you. I did not ask her what she meant by that. I laid down and tried to sleep, but couldn't. My legs still hurt and I felt very raw inside as well as itchy in various parts of my body. Now, I waited until I thought she was asleep and then went into the bathroom to check my body for bruises because I hurt so badly. I couldn't sleep, so I left the hotel room and went for a walk downstairs and out by the pool to see if anyone else was still awake. The only other people awake in the hotel were the cleaning crew. I rode the elevator back to the second floor, and when I got off there was this, a sign by the elevator, elevator which read, Remember your manual. Do not forget your instructions. The sign struck me as odd. It also had a room number listed on it. I decided to investigate. I went down the hallway, found the room, and put my ear to the door. I could hear movement inside of the room and then decided to see if my room key card uh, wouldn't open the door. I inserted in the slot and it did not open. I tried it again. The noise inside the room stopped. I then slowly walked back to my hotel room, stopping to use a public restroom on the way. Now, after I used the bathroom, I looked in the toilet and noticed that it appeared to be white human tissue. I thought of reaching and grabbing it, but then decided to just not do that. I had already had two mysterious pregnancies and, and miscarriages and did not want to go down the road of unexplained tissue. So I flushed the toilet and went back to my hotel room to try to sleep. I still could not sleep. So I got up and took my shaver and went back down to the public restroom to shave my legs. I then tried to sleep again in the hotel room. I may have dozed off for a minute or two, but mostly just laid there sore and wide awake. Now at about 5.30 a.m., I couldn't lay there any longer and decided it was time for me to get up. I got dressed. My roommate woke up slightly and asked if I was leaving. I told her yes. I couldn't sleep, and I thought it was best for me to just go to the airport. She wished me a safe flight and told me to be careful. As I waited in the lobby for the airport shovel, shuttle, there were three other men also waiting. They looked very similar to the three men that I had seen in my hotel room earlier that night. They stood together outside of the hotel and kept looking at me as if they were waiting for the shuttle. We all boarded the shuttle together. I sat behind the tall man in the back, and the other two men sat on the left side of the shuttle. I felt very disoriented or drugged, but tried to shake it off. A song came on the radio, and I sang along silently to it, still trying to make sense of what happened to me earlier that evening. None of the men talked to each other on the shuttle to the airport. Two of the men got off the shuttle with me. They followed me to the check-in point. And then the shorter man told me, have a nice flight and tried to forget or something to that extent. I looked down at my luggage and looked up. They were gone. 
I'm not sure if it disappeared in the crowd or just simply vanished. Skipping ahead to the airplane flight home, my seat was in the back of the plane and a man next to me sat next to me in the aisle seat with a seat between us. During the whole flight, he never talked to me, but I felt like I felt very tired and disoriented, so I slept for most of the flight. I was aware of people moving around on the plane, but I just could not shake the tiredness that I was feeling. When the plane landed in Minneapolis, we started getting off. The man who had sat next to me waited until it was time for me to get off. Then he got up and went out the back door. Of the airplane disappeared. It struck me as odd for a passenger to exit through the rear of the plane. I got off the plane and waited for a minute or two in the ramp into the terminal to see if the man would come in this direction. No one else got off the plane. I just decided it was best to forget and went to get my luggage. I got my luggage and waited for the shuttle bus to bring me to my vehicle because I had parked away from the airport. Two men got in onto the shuttle with me. They reminded me of the two men that I'd seen earlier that morning in California. They did not talk to each other much. They did look at me from time to time. They got off the shuttle before me and then the driver brought me to my vehicle. As I drove away from Minneapolis, from Minneapolis toward my home, my body began to hurt again. And I began to remember the night before, being touched, washed, and talked to. The further I drove, the more afraid I felt until finally I pulled off at a gas station and purchased a car charger for my, uh, for my phone because I had lost mine. I called a friend who advised me to go to the nearest hospital and get checked out, which I did. After talking with other people from Minnesota who attended the conference, they told me that at the time I was claiming to have been visited or assaulted that a group of them had been down in near the hotel lobby and that the hotel fire alarm system had gone off. A few of them had also joked about seeing a craft hovering near the hotel. Now, that was all the account that was given to me. Now, I will tell you, I don't know if any any of you folks who have been involved with MUFON know Craig Lang. Lang. He was an investigator. Uh, he passed away a couple of years ago. But uh, this story came from him because this woman reported it to him. Uh, he was at that conference that day or that week or weekend. And he lived in Minnesota at the time, he and his wife. And uh, they told this woman told him this story. And then he uh, contacted me about it later on. So um, I, I think he did give me the contact. Now, this has been a while ago because I think Craig died about, he passed about seven or eight years ago. But um, I did, I think I did try to contact her, but I never got a response. So there you go. It's a, it's a weird story. I mean, the one thing you can ask is, were these alien beings or? something else i don't know so this next account a woman and her daughter is at a resort casino pool they notice a strange woman walking around the pool and asking bizarre questions what happens next is just unexplained they state i'm almost 100 percent positive my mom's sister and the pool guy saw sort of saw some sort of shapeshifter or witch or something while staying at a Native American, 
American Casino in Sloan, Iowa. Now, my sister and I were in the pool, and my mother was chilling, reading a book. This black lady, light-skinned with freckles and almost yellow eyes, walks in the pool with jeans on and a sweater and starts circling the pool and staring at my sister and me. We didn't notice her, but my mother did. Eventually, my mother starts staring at her, and the lady stops and asks my mother what she's reading. My mama sketched out and starts giving my sister and I the get out of the pool now look. We got out of the pool not knowing anything, and we got to the table and asked what was wrong. She says the lady was asking if my sister's hair was real and asking if she cuts it, will it come back and other weird stuff. The lady goes into the woman's bathroom, and we're sitting there calming down and gathering our stuff. Time goes by like 15 minutes, and this lady never comes out. My mother eventually asked the pool guy if he saw her go into the bathroom. The pool guy responds, yeah, I just cleaned that. I'll go check. And he comes back with books of matches, two handfuls. He tells us that there's no way he forgot to clean up those matches, and he didn't see the woman in there. Just as we're all doing the weird, what the hell was, was that, with, you know, with her weird face, this woman walks out of the bathroom and leaves. We all just watch her walk out of the pool area towards the casino. The pool guy turns and said, and I'll never forget, I don't know where she was hiding or how she did that, but she's a Houdini if I ever seen one. We were shaken. My mom didn't even want the valet. She wanted to leave it. My mom didn't even want the valet. She wanted to leave as soon as possible. We went to our room and packed our stuff and went to our van. As we were about to pull out, this brandish black dog with yellow eyes came out of nowhere and sat down right in front of the van. This dog walked up, sat down, and stared directly at us like it was at attention. A mother flashed the light, honked the horn, revved the engine. This thing wouldn't move. And my sister goes, oh, my God, it has the same eyes. My sister was sitting in the passenger seat, and this dog calmly walked up to the passenger door and got up to the window, got up on the window, and stares directly into the window at my sister. The last thing I remember was my mother screaming, leave her alone. While tucking my head, I didn't know if it was going to start barking or what. We made it to the gas station, which is right next door. My mom had to gather herself, buy coffee, and gas up before we drove home. I've never been back to that place, and I sure will never want to. Now, here's, here's an interesting one. It happened locally, well, very near where I, we live now. But, um, a group of friends are traveling on Route 27 in Carroll County, Maryland, when they notice a man in a red flannel shirt standing in a field who suddenly transforms into a deer. Now, this was sent directly by the witness. Two of my friends and I were driving along Route 27 between Westminster and Mount Airy, Maryland. We were heading to a skate park. This road had huge views of vast fields of farmland. 
So you could see far on either side of the road. I was sitting in the back. My friend was riding shotgun, but didn't see anything. He's generally unobserving anyway, so um, I won't be mentioning him any further. The driver was my friend visiting from serving in the Navy for four years. This was his first time home since high school. This dude is what you would call a stick in the mud, a straight up government brainwashed soldier who lost his identity and personality in the service. Uh, he takes no crap and will physically be angered by me and my friends joking around or talking about aliens and any type of paranormal conspiracy stuff. He will let you, he will tell you that nothing exists except us and the earth. Yeah, until that day. So we're driving down this road and I'm staring out looking at the scenery. I see a man in the middle of the field. Completely catches my eye since the fields are so empty and plowed that time of year. He's just chilling in the field, staring into the sky, maybe 150 yards off the road, far enough that you can't make out distinct features, but close enough that you know there's a six-foot-tall dude in a red flannel jacket. I never took my eyes off him, and I looked at him for maybe the last, a long second or two as we drove past. But in those seconds, as we came parallel to him to pass him, it was no longer a six-foot man. It was a deer, a straight-up white-tailed deer. There was no transformation. It didn't drop half size to become a deer. It was just a man, and then it wasn't in a blink of an eye. I can't explain it any further. It just changed instantly like a film special effect. I sat there for a second pondering what I just saw. I almost didn't want to say anything since I figured they'd laugh at me, thinking my Navy friend would get mad and tell me I was stupid. But I noticed the car was in a weird size at that moment, so I'm going to break the awkward silence. I said, dude, I swear I just saw the weirdest thing a minute ago. And my Navy friend, dead straight face, said, was it a guy standing out in the field in all red that randomly turned into a deer? My jaw literally drops to the floor. And I said, you saw that too? And he said, yeah, I wasn't even going to say anything because it seems so ridiculous. But when you mentioned it, something weird, I, I knew you must have saw it too. We talked plenty about how it was a tall guy in a red flannel jacket and how it wasn't a transformation. It was almost like pure switch in thin air. We don't get to talk much since he's serving in Greece, but he tells his bunk, excuse me, his bunk buddies the story all the time, and, and not many of them believe it. I'm still a misfit and carry the story to tons of skate parks and parties and hangouts. No one ever believes me until I say, well, Joey was there and he saw it too. Then they instantly stop laughing and say, Joey said he saw this thing? We all know he has no fun in our imagination, so the fact that he saw the same thing at the same time blows my mind. It was one of the craziest experiences in my life. Now, when I asked if he believes there's more in the world, he still says no. Even after that experience, he says there's an explanation, but the red flannel jacket just doesn't, just makes the whole thing so irreversible. We clearly saw such a strange phenomenon. Now, you know, of course, this area I'm pretty familiar with. Um, the location uh, 
really, it's really not that far away from having my Bigfoot encounter uh, as the as the crow flies. Uh, I don't know what they saw, but this may be related to the flannel man phenomena. Uh, and Tim Renner, who many of you do know, he's on our team. He's been investigating that phenomena for a long time. So when I, I sent this to him, he contacted the witness and he, uh, I think he did, I think he did a, sh uh, a show on his, on his podcast about it a couple years ago. Okay, this next account, my, uh, my boyfriend and I were driving home after a date near Silverton, Colorado. Now, Silverton, Colorado, that people, that sounds familiar to people. That's where this, this uh, Bigfoot sighting off the train on an old train was seen. Now, I don't remember exactly where we were, but this was about a year ago. We were driving along a back road, no street lights, just one one main road with a cornfield to the left and tall grass to the right. It was late and it was completely pitch dark out and we could only see as far as our headlights would let us. My boyfriend was driving and I was in the front seat, passenger seat on my phone. He was singing along to the radio when suddenly he stopped. I looked at him and his eyes got huge as he slams on the brake. I dropped my phone and I slammed my hand on the dashboard to brace myself, which wasn't the best idea, hurting my wrist. I yelped and clutched, clutched my wrist, but when I looked up, my throbbing wrist left my mind and fear replaced the pain. We did not break to a complete stop, so we were still at least rolling. A coyote had stepped out of the grass on the right and was walking right in front of our truck. I studied wildlife in college, so I knew my stuff. This coyote was wrong. It sent chills up my back. It was large, almost wolf-sized, but obviously a coyote. The strange thing is that it was stiff. At first, I thought that the animal was injured, but after a second, I realized that it almost looked like its skin was tight and couldn't move as well like someone was wearing a coat that was just too small for them. The legs were strangely long and lanky and seemed almost to glide with small shutters in each step. As it crossed our truck, it stopped and turned its head to look at us. Its eyes were empty and human-like. It stared at us for what seemed like hours, but really just seconds. It continued to the cornfield on the other side of the road. Right before it walked into the field, it's stopped. Then in a flash, it ran into the field. Now, I wouldn't have thought anything of the encounter until what happened next. From the same spot the coyote walked in, a split second later, a naked human man walked out. At that point, my boyfriend floored it. I was just screaming. What was that? It took 10 minutes of me screaming at him for my boyfriend to tell me, and all he said was skinwalk. He refused to talk about it and still difficult for me to comprehend. I know that just seems crazy. Well, it does sound like a skinwalker. Now, I don't know if that's what it was, but that's what it does sound like. Um, so anyway, <laughs> this is my, then this counts my last one. So you can start posting questions. This is basically a, an account I took what, uh, in reference to the Chicago Mothman but 
one of the witnesses states that a human shapeshifted into a giant blackbird on the Chicago Tri-State Tollway. So this is what they wrote to me. Okay, this sounds crazy. Back in February 8, 2017, just after 1 a.m., I messaged a medium friend of mine. I'll copy and paste, copy and paste the message I sent. Hey, sorry to bother you, but you were the first person I thought to ask about this. What do you think of this, and what do you think it means? My husband, John, who's a huge skeptic, as we all know, and doesn't believe in stuff like this, was just driving home in the dark, and he saw what he thought was a person running on two legs across the highway, and then it turned into a giant blackbird and flew up and away. He swears it was running on two legs, then it was the biggest bird he'd ever saw and flying with long legs. What are your thoughts? Sounds creepy to me. Shapeshifter, angel, demon. He's all creeped out. We concluded that maybe it was a shapeshifter. This happened on the I-294 Tri-State Tollway south near 111th shortly after midnight between Worth and Chicago Ridge, Illinois. And today, my friend messaged me asking me if my husband thinks it was a mothman. We Googled it, and this pops up. Crazy. They found my, my contact. He said it sounds exactly like what he saw. My husband doesn't believe in stuff like this, and when he, we got home, he was white in the face with goosebumps. If anyone else has told me... Uh, what he saw, I wouldn't have believed it. But coming from my husband, I knew it was true. What does does anybody have any idea what it means? Well, you know, I, I tell you, when we were doing these invest, when we started these investigations in Chicago in 2000, well, we really started getting a lot of sightings in 2017. That was probably one of the weirdest ones that had gotten. But that's not the only shapeshifter story that we got. We got another one as well. Uh, Lothian, I think, was the area where there was another sh human shapeshifter into some type of winged being. So, I don't know. So, anyway, if you got any questions, let's get them out there and we'll see what we can answer. Uh, thank you, Nancy Malcolm, for member for 27 months. Thank you. Uh, Nancy Malcolm, uh, thank you for your donation. New member, Old Rubber Lips, so we got two new members. Robo1776, are shapeshifters on the rise and what is their purpose? Well, I wish I knew what the purpose was. Uh, some people, if you ask some people, they'll tell you whether they're aliens or they're some type of non-human being. But, um, uh, Honestly, I, I don't know what to think. I tried to, to, to dig up some of the, the strangest ones that I could find. Uh, I do have more, but those are pretty those were pretty strange. Now the one now the one at the conference, um, you know, when Craig sent that to me and I talked to him about it. I had heard somebody else had heard about that as well and had, I think, had talked to Craig about it, but they never contacted me. 
then I heard somebody say something later on about it. So I think I think it really did happen. Now, the fact that the woman didn't want to talk about it, I don't know. But were those alien beings? May have been. I mean, they they were saying that they saw um, UFOs at the conference. And look, that's not the, that's not the only time at a conference that I heard I have heard where aliens have showed up or are uh, some type of humanoids or even UFOs. So um, I don't know what you can really say they are. Just a Toronto. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Any estimation how many fatalities may have been linked to the non-human shapeshifters? I have no idea. I'm quite sure some people have been so stunned by seeing something like that that they may have they may have you know caused some type of action or something. But uh, I have no idea. I wish I did, but uh, just like anything else, you just don't know what people are going to uh, you know how it reacts. Some people react to that type of thing. Uh, Can't watch any ancient legends that point to the origins of shapeshifters. Well, the shapeshifter legends and and have been around forever. I mean, like I stated earlier, um, lycanthropy and and you know the uh, the uh, uh, other types of shapeshifters, uh, the Native American shapeshifters, skinwalkers, and you know. It's been around for a long time. I mean, look, we, we've even had people talk about, you know, in, in antiquity what, where men were turning into dogs and dogs were turning into men. And, you know, there were Greek legends about it and other civilizations had those type of stories with them as well. So, yeah, I mean, it, it does go back to ancient times in some respects. Uh, Sir Wolf, Ilan, are there any, are there many accounts of the dude deer, of a dude deer? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Are you talking about a not deer? Are you talking about a, a, a man turning into a deer or, or deer gods, which I did get a story about a deer god not long ago. Uh, I do occasionally get um, of the uh, of the, the deer man uh, sightings that people say to look like deer. But, you know, that can kind of be uh, – associated with the not deer phenomena as well so uh, i don't know i mean it could be uh let's see acdc 5150 lon do you have any investigations of planet man phenomena personally no i don't the only ones i know i know like i said tim renner if you go to his uh Strange Familiars podcast. He's got several up there on his on his uh, archives, so uh, I suggest you go there because he's he's probably the only person I know that's really investigating it. This is Toronto. Are there any non-human shapeshifters that are known to hunt humans? Mm, I don't know if you want to about hunting. I don't know. 
just be, I just be honest with you, I, I really don't know. So, um, uh, Andrew Gaziano, Lon, how do I become an alpha giga chad such as yourself? I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, I kind of fell into this because I've, I've had experiences all my life. And, uh, you know, I've been doing this for 45 years. I, I guess, I, I guess you gotta, you gotta be really committed to it. Um, but, uh, I don't know what to tell you. You know, I had people ask me a lot about doing these types of investigations and some of the stuff. You know, I'm an experiencer as well. I've had a lot of things happen to me and have experiences, which I'm pretty sure some of it has to do with some of my investigation. Well, I know it has. So, um, I mean, if you haven't, if you if you've had experiences, and you know, work it off that. Um, you know, get a blog, start a team, start investigating, get involved with the team. It's the only thing I can tell you. Sir Wolf, oh, the deer with a dude's face. Yeah, occasionally we get that. Um, deer man sightings, many times with antlers, many times larger than, than uh, a normal deer, but has a, the human quality. Of course, some of the not deer uh, phenomena is very similar to that as well. So uh, I guess you could kind of mix them up. Uh, Mike uh, Rastatter, thank you for the donations. Much appreciated. Uh, Can Squatch is the Wendigo a shapeshifter? Uh, no. Uh, the Wendigo is actually a human being who has mental issues that turns them into cannibalistic nature. Uh, I suggest you read the book by Chad Lewis, Wendigo. It explains the phenomena in detail. It's very good. Um, it, it kind of um, it kind of changed my thinking about the phenomena. But it, it, it's it's an actual. I, and I don't know if it's a scientific or well-known phenomena, but if there's an explanation to it. But from what some of the examples, and most of these examples have to do with Native Americans or even First Nations in Canada, First Nations in Canada, particularly. Uh, where an individual just loses it and turns into cannibal. And of course, if, if you start doing that, that starts happening. You know, a person's body does change after a while. Uh, they go to extremes and, you know, the body morphs naturally. I wouldn't call it shape-shifting. Uh, so I suggest you get Chad's book. Okay, Disseratum, would you consider doing a show to talk about weird investigations, maybe with guests? Well, I could look into that. Um, you know, I, I do that with a lot of the people on the team. Um, if I can get some of the team to come on and we talk some about their weirdest uh, the weirdest investigations or some of the weird investigations we as a team do. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll think about that. I'll consider it. 
Okay, folks. Well, I want to thank each all, each and every one of you for watching and chatting. And if you donated, it's truly appreciated. Uh, your support was makes all this possible. Please like and uh, subscribe and share. And if you had a sighting or encounter report, uh, like to be considered part of the personal report show or posted on Fams and Monsters, uh, feel free to forward to my email at lonstrickler at phantomsandmonsters.com. So until we meet again, I hope you all have a safe and wonderful weekend, and we will be talking next week. So take care.